Hello and welcome to Chords of China. My name is Jade, and today I'll be introducing you to a Chinese reed instrument called the sheng. This instrument doesn't have the glissando of the violin or the uplifting tempo of the drum. It could never be as sonorous as the trumpet, nor as melodious and resounding as the dizi. However, it's an instrument with all the good virtues that ancient Chinese valued. It's capable of harmonizing with all kinds of instruments. The body of the sheng is like the earth, and the reed is similar to a seed. The melodies coming out are the crops. Every time I play, it's like a prayer. It can serve other musical instruments. It can push them up. It can accompany in a great way. The sheng is an incredible servant. A servant in that it has the appeal of beautifying the sound of other instruments when played in sync. Now listen, a phoenix bird in a golden bright light is flapping her wings and soaring into the sky. That's how the instrument mimics phoenix flying. Join me to find out the secret of this vibrant sound and get to know a preeminent sheng musician Wu Tong, who has previously taken to the stage as a rock singer. But first of all, let's enjoy a bit of his music. This piece is called Sheng Yin, or the sound of the sheng. Wu Tong was born in 1971 to a musical family with a history of making and playing the sheng stretching back more than 100 years. 
At the age of five, I had my first shung, which was handmade by my grandpa. It was a small instrument made of bamboo. Five-year-old Wu Tong used it to learn his first tune, the popular red-era song, The East is Red. At first, it was very difficult to play the sheng. You've got to alternate between both hands. The sequence of a piano's keys is clear at a glance, but they seem so disordered on the sheng, especially for a five-year-old kid. However, Wu's father didn't give up. He wanted his son to be trained as a professional who could make a living with the instrument. It wasn't long before Wu Tong was given another sheng, this time one that was made by his far-sighted dad and teacher. I hated this instrument when I was a child. While other kids were playing games in the yard, Wu was inside practicing on the sheng. So he wouldn't be tempted to slack off, his father had him record his practicing on tapes that he'd review when he came home from work. It wasn't until Wu Tong was 13 that he started to enjoy the instrument. That was when he won a national championship in a music competition among youngsters. My dad was smiling. I realized that the sheng could make him happy. From that point onward, Wu Tong found it refreshing to practice the sheng. And it wasn't long before he began to play without relying on sheet music and instead started to improvise. I felt like I mastered a new language that drove away my loneliness and took me on a long journey. Wu Tong was enrolled at the Central Conservatory of Music as a Sheng student. It was there that he formed a rock band called Again with some university friends. Known to its fans by its Chinese name, Lun Hui, it was one of the first bands to play rock music with instruments like the Sheng, the Pipa, and the Chinese lute, alongside guitars and keyboards tuned to traditional Chinese scales and using ancient Chinese poetry for their lyrics. 
Wu Tong and his band became hugely popular at that time. Speaking of the rock band, fans have been more fascinated by Wu Tong the person, his hoarse but high-pitched voice, the exciting rock and roll songs. Yet, as for the impression of the Sheng itself, frankly speaking, they didn't care about it that much. Actually, few fans were aware that the instrument was his gateway into a music career. The Sheng, on the contrary, acted like a supporting role to a celebrity, appearing on the stage from time to time, and soon afterwards walked off, or was drowned out by the accompanying guitar, keyboard, or vocals. For a long time, I thought I learned the wrong instrument because it was too mild to express my passion. It doesn't possess the glissando of a violin or the uplifting tempo of the drum. It could never be as sonorous as a trumpet or as melodious and resounding as a swana. And it's no secret that the public generally tends to go for music that jumps out and grabs their attention. And the Sheng could hardly be described as conspicuous. That was weighing on Wu Tong's mind when he came across an article written about 1,800 years ago by a scholar called Pan Yue, who compared the timber of the Sheng with the character of a man in his poem, Ode to the Sheng. Its sound is straight but not rigid. The Sheng is capable of playing a smooth melody, but it does not flatter, nor is it luscious. This sparked Wu Tong's interest in learning more about his instrument from historical records and ancient poems. What he found is that in ancient times, the royal band usually performed with the Sheng to welcome distinguished guests visiting a king. Li Jing, an emperor of the southern Tang dynasty, is said to have played the Sheng all night to express his sadness at his country's decline. Either for happiness or sorrow, the expression of the Sheng has been graceful and temperate, which can explain why ancient Chinese kings and scholars were so fond of Sheng music. The simpler, the deeper, and the more delicate. This Sheng solo, three variations of Yang Pass, expresses the sentiments of friends about to part. Wu Tong performed it in memory of a friend who passed.
In the beginning of this episode, we've been amazed by the Sheng's capability of mimicking a phoenix. The secret lies in a reed, or more specifically, the coating of the reed. Because it's made of copper, the reed rusts easily in damp air, including the moist air blown across it by the musician. As it tarnishes, the reed loses its ability to make beautiful music. Two thousand years ago, Chinese craftsmen learned to coat the copper with a special substance to prevent rust from occurring. The substance, obtained by grinding ore with water on a copper plate, creates a natural oxide. It gives a unique blue color to the treated copper. The special coating also explains why antique bronzeware have been found perfectly preserved after thousands of years. In addition to its protection, the coating vibrates together with the reed, producing the dreamlike sound of the shen. The melody you are hearing now is called Yuan Shan, the Far Mountain. Wu Tong was inspired to create this piece by the paintings of Wu Guanzhong, a renowned contemporary Chinese painter. Close your eyes and listen. Do you see clouds and mist drifting through the mountains like in a fairy tale? Isn't it sweet, gentle, and tranquil?
In the year 2000, Wu Tong was invited to join the world-renowned cellist Yo Yo Ma's Silk Road Ensemble. The ensemble is a collective of musicians from different countries who desire to maintain their own cultural heritage while at the same time exchanging ideas between their differing cultures. In the ensemble, Wu Tong's Sheng is a representative of Chinese culture. Composed by Wu Tong and performed by the Silk Road Ensemble, this piece of music is called Waterway. Waterway was inspired by a river that flows through the Himalayas. Wu Tong says that a drop of water is something different in each lifetime, be it a tear, a river, or falling snow. Let's take a listen as we say goodbye to another episode of Chords of China. If you've enjoyed what you heard, please give us a rating on whatever platform you use to download the show. The more ratings we get, the easier it will be for other people to find the series. Bye for now. Thank mm-hmm. you.